Welcome to the MS HSCT Stories Podcast. I'm Colleen Daniels, and this is where you'll hear many different stories around HSCT for multiple sclerosis, interviews with real people, sharing real MS and real HSCT stories. Hello, and welcome everyone. I'll be talking today with Peter and the love of his life, Carmel. So welcome, Peter, and welcome, Carmel. Thank you for taking the time to speak with well, with everyone today because I think a lot of people are going to be interested in what you have to say because you have a progressive version of MS. Yes. Yes. So I guess we can start, if you like, do you want to sort of tell your the beginning of your experience with MS? I was diagnosed in 2011, I think. Yeah. Uh, but looking back, I can see that I've had MS for quite a long time, but mm. building up very, very slowly. It wasn't until a, a stressful period when my dad died uh, um, that yes. it really made itself known to me. Right. Uh, mm. My vision got worse, double vision, sorry. My double vision got worse, and uh, I was driving a little bit off-centre. So... We went to an ophthalmologist mm-hmm. and uh, he just checked my eyes because that was my main concern at the time. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, the eyes are out definitely, but I think you might have an S. So he, he put me on to seeing a neurologist who uh, confirmed it that I had an S, but he wasn't really going to tell us. Sorry, he wasn't going to tell you? Oh, that's interesting. I think they were saying at the time that you need, they really wouldn't, couldn't be sure for about a year until because it he didn't have the typical relapses. He probably had the primary progressive. So right. the neurologist suspected it. It was the one in Brisbane. Yeah. yeah. So and but they they weren't they weren't I think at that point in time, back in two thousand eleven, they were saying they couldn't they wouldn't really label it for sure. Um right. until there was some time lapse just to see whether there are any relapses. Yeah. yeah and yeah. this is MRI was was inconclusive really and so right. they they wanted to wait okay so no lesions they didn't see lesions on the mri we've learned that as you probably know with mris that they can be interpreted in so many different ways <laughs> that's and true and on the report it said oh it could be just age-related changes oh. but he have a lot of lesions yeah right. which in hindsight that was from the MS, but they, they couldn't be sure at that point. Right, okay. It's it, Well, that just shows, I guess, the way they can detect or determine what is actually happening has changed a lot over the years. Well, or, they, Pete did have the lumbar puncture and sure, the, yeah. the bands, I forgot the name. Oh, of yes, name. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that did show up, but they still wanted to do a ring of other tests to rule out right. a lot of other Yeah, a case of ruling out other things. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Well, there are many other autoimmune diseases, I suppose, that it could have been. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I, I guess people do still go through that. Well, some do. Some seem to take months to diagnose and years, and others seem to get a diagnosis fairly quickly. Mm, so it is hard. Yeah. So when you were diagnosed, and we're talking 2011, they suspected... The neurologist at Pizza up on the Sunshine Coast said it was likely primary progressive because right. of this this pattern of symptoms. No mar- no no definite relapses. So um, they said likely, 
but at that point in time, there was no treatment offered for primary progressive. Uh Um, So they still weren't definite, but they said likely primary progressive. Mm. And so then they were reluctant, of course, to prescribe any sort of treatment. I was saying there wasn't anything they could Yeah, initially they thought there probably wouldn't be anything that would help, which was probably correct. Yeah. Yeah. Neurologists from Brisbane down the track did yeah. say to people, look, we can try the capaxone. Yeah, which did it for about six months. months yeah. yeah, six months of uh, every second day. Had the injections of um, I self-administered, giving myself a, a shot, which was, it was, wasn't too bad, but yeah. Yeah. You didn't feel any benefit? No, it was going downhill pretty fast at that point, and right. it really did seem to be no. making any difference. And the doctor was saying, well, you might not see any change for a year anyway with this no. drug. Mm. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard when you've got to go through it and inject yourself every second day not knowing yeah. if it's doing yeah. any good. It was just hope, hoping. Yeah, hope. Okay. So that's 2011, say 2012-ish. I, I guess I'm just wondering what, what did you do? I, really, I couldn't yeah. work. No, oh, right. Yep. And uh, I already pulled myself out of work because my, my job at the time was driving around servicing. Mm. And so driving was an issue at the time. Yes. But, uh, I managed to do a, a special driving course. Oh, okay. Oh, right. So you could drive Yeah, in. just keep my licence locally. Yeah, just, yeah. oh, there's no way be, they would let me drive for work. But at least but, you could drive for your personal yeah. needs yeah. and things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. I mean, the vaccine wasn't tried till uh, probably two, three years down the track. Right, so, okay. Um, it was closer to when he'd ended up having the HSCT. Okay. Uh, that was probably was only a couple of years oh, before. Yeah. 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 Oh, but okay. he, I, he did go on a paleo diet oh. for about a year. Um, I went on it with him, which was pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good on you. And yeah. again, hard to know if that, it's hard to know if that made any difference at all. Yeah. But it was the other thing you tried, and yeah. that, was, that was really all. Was, yeah. Yeah, well, it didn't feel like anything was changing. It was a day yeah. I was still progressing. And you couldn't really get any treatment. So that's tough. That's really tough, at least when people are diagnosed with the typical the relapsing remitting they're given medication and that sort of gives people hope doesn't it so it must have been really hard and I guess I haven't thought about that before Peter to think about that actual diagnosis and the fact that they say to you there's absolutely nothing there's nothing that's tough that's really tough yeah that's really tough and your ears would have pricked up if you heard that something might be helping well, and, it wasn't really until I, I was going on to a uh, like an MS group. Yeah. It was a, a coffee meet once a month, and uh, one of the ladies mentioned the fact that she was going to Moscow wow. for treatment. And uh, so I put my eyes up a little bit, but this was she was going the next day. Right. So I didn't get a, a chance to really question about it. I didn't have any idea really what this was all about. Yeah. When she when she came back and I saw her again, then sort of got a bit of an idea. Mm. That I was sort of a bit concerned. I suppose 
chemotherapy yes. sort of, a, a, sort of a, a horrible sort of feeling of near-death experience. It's yes. like, you know, you're, mm. you're going because of, you know, bad cancer or whatever. Yeah. So I saw sort of film, you know, is that really good or not, you know? Yeah. And uh, I got more information on it, found out that at the time there was a time, there was an age limit of 65, I think. Right. Um, and I was 63, uh, about 62, when I sort of thought, you know, this this I've got to do now. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And so you, that, then you, you, you did your research, basically. And how did well, you do that research? No, you didn't. So it was just through meeting uh, that lady. It was just because I figured, well, I've got nothing else. Yeah. There's nothing else around. That's a bit different because a lot of people find out through Facebook or from yeah. something they've seen on, on TV. Well, really on Facebook. Yeah, we didn't. We no. Didn't hit Facebook until after Pete was enrolled, but he got a spot. Yeah. So yeah. we didn't know about that group. But no. There was, there were also, there was a chap on the radio and that must have been in 2016, and he was speaking about the treatment. And Pete's stepmom said to Pete, oh, would you consider going? And she was encouraging him. And yeah. he said at that point, oh, no, we were told it's not suitable for primary progressive, it's uh-huh. only for remitting. And yeah. then it wasn't until towards the end of 16 that Pete said to me, I've really got to do this. And I realised how serious he was, and I thought this He's right. He's got to go. Yeah. So, but and then it all happened really quickly after yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. So you found out just through somebody else at an MS meeting, and then you yeah. followed it up from there through that person. So you just asked them how they did it, or just the information of who to contact and uh, what to look, you know, what to look for, how to go about it. Yeah. yeah. It didn't say a lot. I think just the yeah. basics that you could follow up yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't want to sway Pete either way, and she just gave him just brief details. Really. Yeah. But Pete just, I think he just knew that he had to do it. Yeah. stage, mm. I knew I was getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. So it was getting worse bad, and I think by 16, we'd already got the wheelchair. Just towards the end of the year. Yeah. 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 Um, and I was looking at, I was going to be in that wheelchair fairly permanently by the end of 17. Right. I thought, wow, I was going. Yeah. There was nothing else for yeah. it. Mind you, in saying that, the neurologist did say, well, you can try some other drugs um, mm-hmm. because he's given the option to capsone. And actually, he'd given him a choice. He said, I read about these, and um, as you know, some of them have got some pretty scary side effects. Yes. Yeah. It, it, because he was told, well, this may not even help you anyway. He wasn't really keen on trying those ones that had mm. you know, the potential brain infections and or potential mm. death. You know. At that point, he pretty much ruled out mm. the drugs. Yes. And, which in saying that, then he went and had the chemo. But um, yeah, but, and just something that's occurred to me: the lady that that you did learn it, about it through. Do you know how she's doing these days? Yeah, she yeah. um she had had MS. Oh, she's about Pete's age. Yeah, uh, and she had MS um, since I think her early twenties. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm. So she had a lot of damage done, plus yeah. some other medical issues. Right. So, it, but it did put her into remission as well. Okay. And we see her regularly. Okay. Well, that's good. 
That's good, you know, to know that it was stopped where it was. And when you first got there to Moscow, sort of how did you feel when you first got there? Do you have Um, recollections of that? I suppose I knew I had to do this. Once I was in the hospital, I mean, I had to go through the testing series first. Yes. And do all that. But Mm -hmm. as far as I was concerned, I'm there for the treatment. I was was very determined and did all the testing, which was quite a... Well, I've never been tested so extensively, I think. Yeah. They did everything. And they took a lot of blood. Yes. Yeah. Anastasia made it easier by the fact that she could... You could talk with her. Yes. Whereas it would be more difficult for me otherwise. Um, But... Yeah, I mean, it was... And so uh, you felt safe because, you well, you could ask questions of yeah. the staff. And I guess a lot of people worry about the language. Did you have much trouble with that? I think even the people doing the testing, they had the rudimentary, you know, left side, right side, turnover or whatever, yeah. or, or hand signals and things like that. It's, it's all perfectly doable. Yeah. And Dr. Franco, as you know, his English is, is excellent. Communicate really well with him, yeah. and, and yeah, he's there every day at the time. Yeah, so. I'm such a wonderful doctor. Confident straight away. Yeah, yeah. and to you know, they seem to know what to expect from you. Um, so for them, it was just routine, and they made us or made me feel calm in the fact that they know exactly what to do, and explain to you that you know this is normal. Yeah, Yeah, this might happen or that might happen. So if it did happen, you weren't worried. We had the the 10 days in isolation. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I was... Steroids. Steroids, yeah. So they probably had an effect on me a bit. Right. So a bit obnoxious there for a while. Yeah. I thought I could do everything. I don't think you remember it, do you? Well, I trashed trashed the bathroom. Yeah, I, I slipped and fell and knocked the mirror off. And, oh, uh, dear. Wow. Bit, yeah. 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 Really but, st- uh, yeah. Now, your recovery period, did you have any particular issues or um, did it well, take time? But as far as once Pete was home. Yeah. Well, Carmel looked after him. He, he, he really was quite unwell by the end of the treatment, as in very weak. Right. And certainly had gone backwards as far as mobility went. Right. Mm. Pete did have a rough time initially. Mm. Um, he and the hematologist that we touched base with in Australia that Pete went back to was keen to put Pete on um, an antibiotic for antibiotic cover. Okay. Um, Dr. Federenko hadn't done, mm. and Pete did have a reaction to that. So he, it's like he had a re- he had a relapse. Yeah. Oh wow. Some people. Yeah, that but, can happen too. Yeah. Mm. But as soon as he stopped the antibiotics, um, then he would yeah. recovered. I mean, it was Bactrim, and I had one dose uh, that night, and morning I was back to square one. Yeah, dose symptoms from, had come back, but um, short-lived. I, yeah, I didn't take any more after that, and uh, by the next day I was good. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Mm. No, that, that was a good thing too, yeah. that... Yeah, he was always contactable. Yeah, we, we just, he said, let it, let me know if there's anything happened or just give me all your results, your blood tests. Um, oh, okay. this is Dr. Fedorenko in Russia? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so okay. 
for him and he gave us guidance. Right. Well, the local GP here that I see, he was very good when it comes to the blood uh, blood tests and all that. He gave me a, a special pass or whatever for six months, blood tests monthly. Wow. Then he also gave me another one for another six months for a free blood test for a year, basically. Oh, okay. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. It probably took about three months for Pete to come back to what he was before we went to Russia. Mm. So he just slowly improved. Yeah. Right. So he was fairly seriously affected by the actual procedure. But his walking was affected quite a bit. Then. It yeah. was tough. I, I knew that from the start. Anyway. Yeah. So it really did affect you. But then after, what, about three months, you felt you were back to where you started? Yeah, it was. But yeah, then you started exercise, like a particular physio or something? We had a therapist pre-treatment who had given him some exercises, not specifically because of the HSCT, yeah. but Pete, Pete, Pete did some of those himself. Okay. Yeah. When did you feel that you'd reached the point that you wanted to, or, or have I should say, have you reached the point that you wanted? I think I have yeah. pretty, yeah, I mean, I can't accept. I can't imagine myself getting any better than I am. I've, I've sort of stabilised to a point. Yeah. Um, and it's been like that right now for about, I don't know, four, four years or five years maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, it was, I, was, I think it was probably about the 12-month mark that, that we were fairly certain that Peter, well, that actually it was probably a lot earlier than that. There were, there were a lot of big symptoms disappeared. Right. Um, so a lot of his physical symptoms, like his foot drop, his yeah. numbness, his weakness, his pain, mm. that all went. Wow. Um, mm. And very occasionally it would be fleeting. There were a couple of symptoms that came back, but they were, they were, they were fleeting. So, mm. yeah, it's a it, good question, but it was, I don't know, I suppose maybe six to 12 months when we were pretty yeah. certain he was yeah, you know, I, went, I went to your mm. Christmas party. I went to Carmel's Christmas party and... I found that there's a work party here. I found that I could actually stand the music and I had conversations going on around me and I could even hold a conversation, which I couldn't do beforehand. Wow. That's true. Um, People yeah. stopped coming to things like that, wasn't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. But I found then I realised that, yes, this is much better than yeah. I was. Come, you know, a big step forward. Yeah. So what do you think is the biggest change that you've had since HSCT? Uh, walking, right? Walking. So yeah. how far could you walk before, would you say? About 50 metres around, around that little block here. Okay. It's all flat around here. 18 months after HSCT, I did the moonlight walk for MS Queensland. Right. It's Five kilometres sort of thing. Well, that's amazing, five kilometres from 50 well, metres. That <laughs> yeah. stage, I was going to do this just to prove myself that I could do it, yeah. I guess. That's pretty amazing, five oh, kilometres. Yeah, because the drop disappeared, mm. it made a big difference. Yeah. Walking. Right, so it was the foot drop that was really affecting the yeah. walk. Yeah. It affected me because and my left leg, I couldn't lift my left yeah, Pete's issue with his, his turn in his eye was the first thing we knew as, as far mm. as the MS went. That was that main symptom yeah. after his dad died. 
and that means he's lost his depth perception. So that makes it a bit harder for him to walk even now because yeah. that hasn't improved. I, I mean, walking on grass is difficult because grass mm. can be up. Up and down, yeah. But the, the improvement that you've had it has been the walking and the um, the drop foot. That's disappeared totally now, except when you get maybe um, time. No, I don't no? have any problems with drop foot at the moment yeah, at all. Yeah, the foot drop's gone. Wow. He mm. keeps tired. He does get a bit wobbly on his feet. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but it's not actual foot drop. So it, it's just it's sort of intriguing why that is, isn't it? You know, when one thing improves but something else doesn't. And it's amazing how different parts of the brain can obviously compensate. Yes. I, I had to basically teach myself to walk again. Yeah. Uh, to get my left leg to activate and walk every time I wanted it to take yeah. a step. I still know now that it's like a microsecond behind when I want it to take a step. It's just that yeah, yeah. lower than the right leg. You know, so I know there is a difference. You know, the signal takes longer to get yeah. to where it's got to go. Yeah, it, it's know. a mere fraction, but there's just that little yeah. delay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you feel quite stable now, I guess, is the thing, isn't it? Well, the walking is relatively stable, except when I get tired. Yep. Then get a I, bit wobbly. I get wobbly. Yep. And I think my, well, my eyes let me know that I'm a bit wobbly because I've still got fatigue, but maybe not as bad as I did have. Mm, mm. So, yeah, fatigue is definitely an issue. Yeah, that's probably one thing that hasn't changed much is yeah. fatigue. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason for that. And yeah. mm, yeah, we can have some quite uh, impressive, if I guess is the word, improvement. You know, you've had your walking improve phenomenally. Yeah, but then with my walking, yeah, um, it allows me to get out. Yeah, uh, go. Well, I don't go to the shops very much, especially at Christmas time. Yeah, impatient uh, uh, visual stimulation, and right? Joy yeah, people. Yeah. yeah. So you still have a bit of that issue, yeah. Oh, yeah. but not as bad as it was. Where you probably wouldn't have ever. No, no, it's all happening in the shops. No, yeah. yeah. It was difficult just to go out to a restaurant with yes. two yeah. other people. Yeah. Because um, if there's two conversations going on, it's it, too much. Or just a, a blur to me, it was just noise. Mm. I make out one conversation from the other. And so I guess it's not totally improved, is it? But it's better. Well, Would you just say it's better? better? I can hold a conversation yep. with people. Um, if there's conversation now next to me I can differentiate between them and I can pay attention to the conversation I'm having wow uh, but having said that I still have to be aware of the fact that um, if I do too much my fatigue kicks in yeah and I really got to just stop yeah. sit down and close my eyes basically yeah um, that way there's no no visual stimulation yeah. to Bring me down. Things yeah. like that. Yeah. Actually, that was something that really stood out was our groups of friends, what mm-hmm. they said. That, wow, we can, like, keep so different after yeah. the trip. They, once you recovered after those few months, that, you know, they really noticed 
um, because before he went for treatment, they really couldn't have a conversation with yeah. those kids. They, they really noticed how he, how he could engage afterward. Yeah. And they were delighted. That yeah. just, they were amazed, I think. That yeah. It was a, especially Jen, actually, the woman that went for treatment before Pete. She wow. says, it's like, just, to, you know, before I couldn't talk to Pete. Wow. And, you know, so she she was saying, oh, it's really improved in that yeah way. and that is just amazing to hear isn't it i think that's just a beautiful thing to hear yeah it's, you know it's, it's like this yeah. is evidence it's not just you thinking it or yeah. you know you're not imagining anything it's really happening because someone else is noticing and i think yes. that's it's pretty huge that's the thing yeah. that cements it in well, your brain that yeah this worked <laughs> You know, it's kind of hard to believe ourselves, I think, sometimes, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, you know, it, it, I'm sure that's it, isn't it? It's like anything where you choose a treatment and then you want it to work so you can will yourself to think it has. Yes. And that's that, um, that's just validating it if yeah. other people have noticed yeah. the difference. It does. Yeah. That's exactly it, yeah. Do you, can I, can I ask, do you still see a neurologist now? Yeah, this one uh, once a year, I think. Yeah, well, Pete, he had, well, he, the neurologist that Pete had before we went to Russia, he doesn't even know Pete went. Ah, okay. We didn't tell any of them because we knew they were. Yeah, the, yeah. There might have been some dis- some discussion about it at one point and they were against it. So yeah. we didn't even tell them he was going. He no. hasn't gone to those neurologists. Right. But it was um, Pete's GP that suggested a couple of years back going and seeing him because Pete was still having problems with sleep. Right. Um, mm-hmm. He said, well, why don't you just go along to this neurologist and see if there's anything he can do for you. Yeah. So that's why he's gone back. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right, well, that's fair enough. And do you have MRIs still? Uh, yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Only recently because of this new neurologist. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think. Well, that's fair enough. I guess they like to have something. Yeah. No, there was no never yeah. much difference. But it, the, well, that's the, good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing this neurologist is saying, well, if you do relapse, at least we know that you've responded to that treatment, so we you know we can give you some of those in an infusion if you need it. So yeah, yeah. I, that's another reason why he keeps in touch. Yeah. Okay. I think a lot of people with um, progressive MS will be interested. In your story, Peter, do you have any advice though for people who are thinking about HSCT? Your advice to them would be: Well, it's my opinion only, but uh, I, I sort of would recommend go as soon as you can mm. before you get too much build-up of disability problems or whatever. Mm. Don't wait for too long because things can suddenly turn pear-shaped very, very quickly for some people. You never know when. So I I suggest, you know, do your research and go as soon as you can. Yeah. Okay. I think we can leave it there then. Thank you very much, Peter and Carmel, for being with us today. I'm sure people will get a lot of value from what you've had to say. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Colleen Daniels. Thank you for listening today. Please come back for our next episode where you'll hear another story. Thank you.